0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: We got a month to go in the baseball season. We're talking a lot of baseball, talking some fab, talking Dodgers, Braves, everything baseball coming at you next on the RoadWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday evening everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball podcast. I'm Scott Jenstead. Join us always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you could please rate or review the podcast, uh, I know we're near the end of the season here, but still helps us out a lot. If you've uh, you enjoyed listening to us all year, uh, please uh, please uh, leave a nice comment, leave a bunch of stars. That would be uh, greatly appreciated. Uh Jeff, how are you? Uh, it's September. I don't know how we got here, but we're here.
2: <laughs> exactly. Uh I'm doing well, thank you. You?
1: I am. Uh, I'm doing all right. It's, uh, you know, it's a crazy time of year. I got a lot of work going on. I've got football drafts. i got baseball. Going. It's just uh, I just feel like I'm just trying to survive each day at the moment. I'm just trying to get through the next couple of weeks and then uh, and take a breath.
2: That's absolutely how it is with me, too. I mean, we're doing football drafts. The season starts Thursday. I'm doing podcasts all over the place. I'm traveling. Uh, third week in a row, I traveled and extended that trip uh, to some un- an unscheduled trip for this week. So, uh, yeah, it's tough to keep your eye on the ball sometimes, but Hey, this is why we do it. We do the grind because we're hoping other people can't, can't, so no excuses. Let's go. Who was better? Lady Gaga or Weezer? They're different. Uh, I know that critically, critically Lady Gaga is probably better. Weezer was a hell of a fun time and spoon was awesome too. Uh, I I really like spoon too. And so that was fun. And, that was a surprise, too. Uh, we hadn't talked about it until I. And funny, Kim had actually hinted that there was going to be some sort of surprise for the uh, uh, alluding to the Weezer concert, but uh, didn't say anything else. It held up tight, you know, really tight security. And then I saw <laughs> a, we were driving in and we're stopped at a light, and I saw at Planet Hollywood a billboard advertising Weezer and Spoon. I'm like, Oh, that's what she did because she knows I love Weezer. So that was right. awesome. So and she's like, I hope you didn't see anything. Uh and then later on, she goes, Do you know what we're doing tomorrow night? I'm like, yeah, I do. I have a good idea. <laughs> so it worked out pretty it well. Is, uh,
1: that's awesome. That's that's good stuff right there. So I'm glad it was fun. Uh, but yeah, let's uh let's jump into baseball. There's plenty of podcasts talking about football right now. Uh Dodgers Braves this weekend was uh, was a lot of fun. I feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, the Braves won three or four, they showed their better. I felt that series was uh, pretty fun, pretty close. I know the Braves uh, jumped out early on Thursday, Friday, but the Dodgers came back. They scored four runs on Strider, uh, made that game 8-7, had the tying run up, up on base, you know, maybe on, on, on Friday had the tying run up in the 8th, and Chris Taylor struck out. They won today. I think they definitely didn't want to get swept at home, but uh, pretty clear these two teams are uh, uh, kind of ahead above everybody else, and maybe the Braves are a little bit ahead of the Dodgers, but these are the two best teams in baseball. It was a fun series.
2: It was, and there were two things going on. There was Braves-Dodgers and NL supremacy, first seed supremacy, and also the MVP race, too, Acuna versus Betts, which had really tightened up in the last month. Acuna, like, you know, he hit the grand slam right away. Okay, well, okay, he's putting a stamp on it. Nope, Mookie homers twice. (laughs) Uh, You know, like, okay, this is it's still on. But, uh, yeah, Uh, it it, it was a, a heck of a fun series, and I hope we get to see that in October.
1: Yeah, I do too. Uh, you know, unless, uh, like I said, you said last week, unless our Reds uh, make it through. And uh, I tell you what, the NL wildcard is crazy. I think it's four teams that are essentially tied. I have to look at the exact percentage. But the four teams tied for that third spot, I'm not sure anybody really wants it. Uh, but uh, you got any feel here? I mean, we got, uh, we have the Marlins, the Giants, the Diamondbacks, and the Reds. Actually, all exactly tied. They all have a five eleven win percentage. Uh, the Reds have played two extra games. So they have an extra win and loss in there. But I guess the, the, they played so many games, the win percentage is, is exactly the same. Four teams dead tied. All of them are negative run differentials. Uh, You got a favorite in this group? Because it seems like the Marlins are maybe playing the best, at least this weekend.
2: They've won four in a row. So by definition, they're playing the best. And I had kind of written them off, too, uh, is the funny thing. Uh, And the Padres aren't dead yet. They're five and a half out there. They're mostly dead. It's it's like Princess Bride. They're mostly dead. But uh, they're they're sitting there at plus 62, and they've won three in a row after just an abysmal week. They said, oh, well, maybe we're not dead yet. I don't know come on you're not fooling anybody uh but uh, and now i'm mixing movies but uh you shouldn't do that uh you know big comeback by the cubs today reds could have been yeah you know, that could have been a big signature win for the reds and instead uh you know they it just illustrated how threadbare their pitching really truly is
1: yeah that that series is pretty fun it was back and forth all weekend uh i just think the Cubs. uh yeah, the Cubs are just a little bit better right now. They're three up on that group I mentioned there. So they, they actually look pretty good right now. I don't think we could have predicted that maybe, you know, six weeks ago or something. But, yeah, I looked up and it was 15 to 7. I'm like, oh, at least Alexis Diaz didn't get in this game. And then I realized that he pitched in the eighth and gave up, uh, gave up some runs and some hits. So it was uh, not one of those ones where you look at the box score and you feel like you're safe because, you know, I didn't have any red starters. No way Diaz pitches an eight-run game. And then you look up and you're like, oh, not so much.
2: Yeah. Um, and and Spor is right. Tough to write off anyone right now. Yeah. Um, and, and including the Padres, uh, but and any of these four teams that are tight, I mean, it's just get hot at the right time yeah. now, right? And I, I think the division is lost for the Reds and might even be completely done even for the Cubs too. Uh, now you know the way the Brewers have played, eh, only three and a half it's not done either. Uh, but I mean, the Brewers they finally lost today, but uh, you know the Cubs, I feel like the Cubs are pretty well set as the number two and the Phillies are set as one of the wildcard teams. Uh, but man, I, I really don't have a favorite with the uh, the other four because they all have like certain things that go are going for them, and they also have some glaring flaws, too. I mean, it, it's really remarkable.
1: Yeah, the problem with the Padres is that it's not their five and a half out, they're five and a half out four teams. They have to pass all four yep. of those teams, they don't have to pass, they don't just have to catch Miami or catch them, they have to catch all four teams. So they have to get hot, and all four of those teams have to be pretty average. So it's it's it's, it's tough, they're not totally dead if they get. You know they win like you know sixteen of eighteen. Sure, they could they can get in the mix. None of those teams are gonna you know really uh, really get hot. I assume, but it's hard to assume all those teams will. Not one of them will, will play really well. But it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um, you know I don't love the third wild card, but just <laughs> making it just making it fun right now. Um, the American League is wild too, and mostly the the AL West is causing all that issue. It's uh, the uh, the Yankees go into Houston sweep the Astros. The uh the, the baby Yankees all their play, starting five rookies go sweep the Astros. Um, so they're tied mm-hmm. with Houston for the second, third spot, Toronto, a game and a half out Boston's five and a half out of the third spots. They're kind of in that San Diego range. It looks like four teams for three spots with the kind of the X factor here being that, you know, all three of the AL West teams are kind of weirdly in the mix, but also could be out too. Cause the Mariners are game up on Houston and game up on Texas. Um, should be a fun final month. Both, both, uh, both leagues have a lot of stuff to watch.
2: Yeah, and
1: the Rays have kind of stretched out
2: it out again for a while. They were only like three and a half up on the, the fourth spot too, uh, but they they've they've played well while other teams yeah. have faltered, Na- especially the Rangers. Rangers have had a really bad go of it. They finally won today. Uh, yeah, and as you mentioned, the Astros. I mean, getting swept by the the makeshift Yankees as yep. opposed to the actual Yankees, who maybe the makeshift
1: Yankees should have been playing sooner. Uh, I think you could argue uh, argue that pretty well. They're they're certainly a lot more fun to watch. They were really yeah. boring there for like six weeks they were just like the same old guys he's getting at it. it was just it was just really slow and boring you, you turn on the game now watching i was watching the game tonight i had kind of flipped between that in the football game and you're like every time you look up you're like oh pereira's up or oh peraz is up or dominguez is up or Judge's is up, Judge up. you just like suddenly like you're they're a watchable team all of a sudden it's a it's a lot of fun i know i called him the alien last week but obviously he's the he's the martian and i, I apologize for messing that up um he how he dare you, a, he, how dare you? he crushed that home run oh it was really high it was like one of those swings it didn't go that far but it was just so high that it was just majestic but it's uh it's fun i think it's uh it's gonna be a really fun last month here um i want to ask you about fantasy for last month obviously we're talking fantasy baseball managing the last month i i find really difficult i have uh, i've had some years where i made good runs the last month but i've had a couple years where i i blew last month it's really hard um you know you're obviously managing categories and watching categories out where you can gain and, and gain and, and and fall but there's just so much more to it than that. I mean, I know we joke about football, but like, I think next Sunday is the hardest Fab week of the entire season. Like, there is it's, it's week one of the NFL. There's games on from ten in the morning till you know nine o'clock at night night for us on the West Coast. And I'm definitely watching games all day. You know, you get to four mm-hmm. thirty, you're like, oh, I got to do baseball. Like, I, baseball teams are really important to me. But it's just, it's a really hard day. You're so excited about week one. Like, once you went to week three or four of the NFL, you're like, all right, I can kind of multitask here. But man, I think next week's the hardest Fab week of the year.
3: Oh,
2: it absolutely! Is. And this week is pretty darn hard too. It's a holiday weekend. College football has already started. Yeah. Um. You have the September roster expansion. Now it's not like it used to be where you had every team going possibly all the way up to forty. Yeah. Um. You have three extra spots, two extra spots here and there. Um. Okay. Well, that's fine. Um. And then you know, so just stick, keep your eye on the ball there. And then you got to like get lucky with injuries. You gotta you gotta avoid the unspoken oh, he's not coming back injury, but we're not going to put him on the IL or we're not going to announce that he's out for the, the year. Um, I mean, things like that. I mean, you got to avoid Matt McLean. you know, all of a sudden getting an oblique injury and it's a four-week oh. injury. you got to get a little lucky as far as that goes. Oh, we didn't tell you he was starting him, but we're going to put him on a three-inning limit or, you know, 60-pitch oh, yeah. limit or something like that. That happens all the time in September.
1: And and I think the real key is we're not quite there yet. But like you said, like those last once you get to two more weeks, uh, I ran into that a lot last year. And part of the reason why I lost uh, I lost some some points at the top was just those like you're right. Those those three inning starts. All right, we didn't say anything, but we're going to push him back a day. And you know, instead of going Sunday, he's going Monday, and it's a zero. Or you know, oh, we're going to let this rookie pay, play. Just playing times tough. I think the, the key to me, you know, obviously category management is the most important thing. You got to figure out where you can, what you can do. But I think hypervigilance is like the most important thing, I, like playing time, injuries, lineups, mm-hmm. rotations, who gets called up. You know, it's tough with tough with football. We mentioned it's tough with burnout too. Like we do a lot of Sundays in a row where you're like, all right, I got to sit down. I got to tell the family, leave me alone for a couple hours. I got to try and make some moves. I got to not miss anything. I got to read these four fab columns. You know, there's so much good work out there, but it's, it's tough. The burnout is real. You know, if you're not, you know, if you're in the top five overall, like there is no burnout. You're so you're so into it that you've locked into everything. But if you're, you know, third in your league and you're trying to move up, and it's still really important. Uh, but I think the hypervigilance is really the most important thing. Just like knowing all the playing time stuff, all the injuries, who's in the lineup, where are they hitting? I mean, you look at Jason Dominguez, you mentioned it. We mentioned him earlier. They're you know, hitting third for the Yankees. Like that matters. It's a big thing. But, uh, you know, knowing all these little things is really, I think, what separates, uh, you know, the teams that make a run in the end and the teams that don't.
2: Oh, 100%. And, you know, I, I think, it's. I don't think third is hard to to maintain vigilance. It's when you're seventh, yeah. but you really do have a chance. But if you yep. just look at the categories and you look at the standings, that's the one. Or you know, let alone when you're ninth or tenth. And even then, if you're ninth or tenth, you owe it to your league to remain vigilant. But it's Agreed. hard. I get it. I get it. Maybe you do minimum compliance, but you make sure you put a bid on Jason Dominguez if you have the fab. Don't let somebody get a windfall just because you're like, hey, you know, go get them. You know, make sure that and if someone's going to beat you to get them, make sure they earn it yeah. um, because you owe it to your lead. Uh, and I think you owe it to yourself too. I mean, it's just that, Hey, you finished the drill. You signed up for a six month season, finish
1: it. I, uh, I fully agree. And you know, I think that, you know, you look at overall if you can get from 400 to 300 last month, I think that, you know, maybe that mat- may not matter to checkbook, but that matters to me in terms of finishing higher and rankings and all that kind of stuff. Um, I actually really, really like the, uh, the lack of the full expansion. I thought I, the 40 expansion I, drove drove me nuts. It would be like, you get the guys, that you know, Lee LaRusso out there throwing 13 pitchers in a game and stuff like that. I really like it. I think that Bud Black. Two, uh, Bud Black would do that too. I But like adding two is like, you got to figure out who gets called up. It doesn't really affect the game that much. You get an extra arm on the bullpen, maybe an extra guy on the bench. It's not really going to affect that much. It's more kind of figuring out who's playing and who's not playing. I just don't think the expansion makes that big a difference anymore.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It, it's expansion plus like, the dodgering or, uh, of uh, a roster where you're just going you know, to keep on recycling the pitchers and you're yeah. trying to keep track of who's starting and all that. That's, that's the thing that's frustrating is you think you have two starts, you end up with one or none. Sometimes even uh, those are the things that drive me nuts in September. And that, yeah, I mean, I do have a hard time staying on top. I mean, Monday, you just got to be locked in. It's just, yeah. and we got, we got day games tomorrow too. By the oh, way. Jeff, don't uh, tell me that. I hadn't looked yet. 210 Eastern time.
1: I have to do the math there. So why is it just because you're not in California? you give giving me Eastern time. I'm so disappointed.
2: Well, no, because Todd Zola sent something out about War saying there's a two ten game. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> well, uh, you're right. There's
1: there's five of them tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Thanks. Guys. Oh, it's a it's a it's, it's, it's
1: a it's a holiday. I suppose that does make it Labor time. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody be yeah, playing. White Sox, Royals at eleven. Uh, Giants, Cubs at eleven. A's Blue Jays at one, Astros Rangers. Oh, Astros Rangers week. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's a great series. And then our Red Sox Rays at one, Rockies Diamondbacks at one. There's a lot more than that. There's a a lot of games. There's like seven. Mariners Reds at at four ten Eastern time. Mariners Reds is a fun series too. There's some fun series that start half of this week, the first half of this week. When
2: you get to see Michael Marriott's uh, debut, Marriott's debut. I mean, you do it. Um, God, the Reds. I'm so I'm glad that the Reds claimed Hunter Renfro and and Harrison Bader, uh, but just so frustrating they didn't get a pitcher i i understand why they didn't claim clevenger i get that because of the future obligations that yeah. said just claim. Them. pay the money pay the money lebowski
1: i was Come really uh, i was really hoping they were going to find a way to get Gilito or at least at least matt Moore or reynaldo but uh, cleveland uh cleveland got the pitchers and the reds got the hitters they didn't need that as much I mean, it'll still be helpful but uh boy there if, if there's a team that needed giulito giulito in the mix boy was it them
2: yeah, it really was. My, for that matter, Matt Moore. Hey,
1: yeah, five-five game and then eighth inning. You think yeah. Matt Moore might have made a difference uh, today? No, either no. either Matt Moore or Raylo would be uh, would be nice for them. And they just they just
2: they yeah. just don't have uh, the pitchers. In stuff. fairness, I mean, and the thing is, like Diaz is great, but he's worn down. Everybody's worn down in yeah. that pen. They've been vastly overused. And hey, Cleveland claimed him. Good on Cleveland, I yep. guess. I mean, the Reds tried. I think, as far as I know, but you know, it, it just it, it's frustrating.
1: And they get two pitchers to go in the COVID IL in 2023, which is wild. It's just their pitching is not meant to be at the moment.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Last thing I want to talk about. It's hard to really quantify. I don't know if I'll explain it well, but I think the problem for me in September a lot is like I find myself talking myself into things. I'm like, well, and doing stuff that I wouldn't do the rest of the season. So I'm like, oh, you know, I I need. I'm really strikeouts. I'm going to add this pitcher that I would never add in July. I know Mm -hmm. if you need a category, you got to really do it. But like last year, I mean, everybody knows that Chase Anderson just murdered my season. I'm. I can't, Chase Anderson does nothing for me. I've never had him. And I just talked, he like one or two good starts in a row. And I just talked myself into it. And I don't know, I don't know how I got, I mean, I know how I got there. And I, I guess it, you know, you take a risk, you try and do something, but you gotta be really careful what you talk yourself into. And make sure that you know that the, if they, if, they, if they, the ratios are bad, how much can it move you? And it just, uh, I made some mistakes that last year. I've done it a couple of times in the past. I think the one thing, if I ever get up there in the mix again, uh, I'm gonna be really careful about not doing stupid things that I wouldn't do the rest of the year.
2: Arizona closer Ian Kennedy says hello. Oh,
1: yes. I remember that. Yes. I, I yes, uh, I, I can, I am vig- uh, vigorously
2: nodding my head. Wasn't now.
1: that like really like like the Monday after you picked him up? It was like that. It wasn't it even like wait like 12 hours, right?
2: right and he blew us the first save chance against the Padres just completely blew it, and then it was buried after that and then he they brought him in and they get workout out and he got destroyed again <laughs> yeah. so I got no saves and I just got ratio destruction it was yeah. the worst of all worlds and, and I the, got what I justly de- deserved I feel like
1: the second he blows the saves Monday too you're just like this, we cannot end enough I can't but I gotta wait for six more days to get this dude out of my lineup so um, someone asked about Doug Martin in the chat that sounds like a football question to me I don't know I <laughs> <laughs> Doug Martin, the football player. Um, let's get into week 24. Uh, there's uh, some people talking about uh, who has some good schedules there. We've got uh, six teams with seven games, the Rays, Mariners, Angels, and Guardians in the AL, the Cubs, and the D-backs in the National League. We do have two teams with five games. Kind of a bummer. There were some Mets and uh, Mets and Nats. I actually was interested in picking them on both teams. They have five games this week, so a really tough, uh, tough week for those teams. Although – they do play uh, three on the weekend, which is nice. There's none of that, like the two and two is the really rough one. They just have uh, – they have two games for them. So you got to sit there be the first half, and then you can play games as in the back half. But um, did you like any schedules this week, Jeff? I think that uh, Toronto looks really nice, obviously the easy one. They only play six, but three at Oakland, three against Kansas City. Like that is – you know, talk about uh, layup pitching right there. So that, that's really nice. Of the seven gamers, I really like the Cubs this week. They have three against the Giants, four against Arizona – and the D-backs are nice, too. They have three color, three at home against Colorado. It's you know, always nice face color pitching no matter where it is. And then four at the Cubs. Uh, you know, good place to hit. Wrigley, uh, you know, hope the wind blows out a little bit. But those are some schedules that, uh, that jumped out to me. And on teams, you can maybe find some guys to pick up, too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like a few of those there. Uh, I think the Cubs are the, you know, Cubs are a pretty obvious one there. And an important one too. I mean, look yep. at it. You know, you want to talk about maybe helping us sort out the wildcard right, right. picture there.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, I just realized that all seven series. against
1: all seven against teams. That's weird because it's not even the same division, but they got lined up. Uh, seven games against teams are tied with. That's a huge Cubs week.
2: It is. It's massive. Uh, uh, there, there was another one I liked as well. Oh. um, I, I found Dominic Canzone available in a lot of leagues. He gets seven righties, including seven righties. Great American Small Park to start. So Seattle I like as well.
1: Yeah, I, that's that's a good call right there. I think that uh, Seattle lefties, uh, Canzone is a, is a good call right there. Uh, you Handedness of pitchers is really important this time of year, too, to make a look at that. The one that I looked at, the Giants get four lefties this week. Um, really bad if you own yeah. Lamont Wade. He's probably going to play three or four times max this week. But good for Casey mm-hmm. Schmidt, good for Mitch Haniger. Uh, those are guys that are going to play a bunch this week. Um us with team's of platoon, um, week by week. We only got four weeks left. Anybody that you ain't using that's a fringy guy, you're not using this week can be droppable. I you know, I dropped Obviously, Matt McLean was an easy drop, but there was a couple of other guys. I'm like, I'm not using him this week or next week. Um, at that point, if it's not a stud, I'm, I'm dropping him because I just – if you can't use 50% of the season, I, I think Jake Irvin was the guy. like that. He's actually been decent for the Nationals, but he faces the, the Dodgers this week, then at Milwaukee next week. I'm not going to throw him for either one of those, so he's a, he's a drop for me.
2: Exactly, and if someone wants to snag him from you and then hold him on your their bench, yep. that, go for it. And if not, you can always reclaim him in two weeks.
1: Yeah, any, almost anybody that goes an IL stint right now, unless it's someone really, really good, I feel like a drop. Uh, Paul Spohr mentioned Riley Green in the chat. I, th- I think he's a drop, too. I think that you can – I dropped uh, J.D. Martinez last week and added him back this week. So it was like you, you, it's just because you drop drop doesn't mean you can't try and get him back. He's actually – I thought he was going to be out a couple weeks. I hope he's longer than he is. He sounds like he's going to be on a rehab assignment this week and then come back. So I grabbed him back. But uh, since we're talking about hitting – uh, let's do some fab and hitting. Uh, we've mentioned Jason Dominguez multiple times uh, already tonight. He was the big one. He homered, um, homered about uh, in, like 45 minutes to an hour before the deadline, which kind of bummed me out. Uh, it was like, Oh man, that, that put everybody up a couple bucks. Uh, how, how much do you like Dominguez? I mean, uh, I know he struggled early in the year, but he's been really good in the minors about the last uh, month or six weeks.
2: I don't think it changed everything. I think everybody that was in on him was in on
1: him anyhow Probably.
2: already. Um, uh,
1: I like them. I mean,
2: why not? Why not take a chance? I mean, I, I even grabbed them in Yahoo friends and family uh, where, you know, it's like, okay.
1: Okay. And then then, I noticed that.
2: And then a day later, Riley green went on the IL, So I got my just desserts. Um, So, but it turns out I needed it. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Why not take a chance?
1: uh, That league got really close by the way. There was like five teams that could win that league all of a sudden. It was like, there was someone that was like 20 points ahead for a long time. And now there's like five of us that are in like within 10 points.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mike Curlin came back to the pack in that one there.
1: Yeah, so Dominguez, uh, I was in – I just – I knew that – I obviously know the hype of the prospect. I mean, he's only 22, but this is someone we've been talking – or 20, this is someone we've been talking about for a couple of years. Uh, he's got 40 stolen bases this year. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it's, the thing is, he's – because he signed so young, we're kind of like, oh, well, what, whatever. He's not that big of a prospect. Oh, he's only 21 still?
1: Yeah. Okay, I'm in again. Let's go. I just, I, I, I just look at him. I'm like, oh, he can obviously the power. You see, a so power in spring training. I couldn't believe he had four stolen bases here. That really jumped out to me, and I bumped him up a, a couple bucks. Just when I, the more I looked at him, the more I was just hitting third the last two nights, I mean, in, behind yeah. Judge, in front of Stanton, uh, Lemay who's getting on base a little more. Like I know the lineup's not good right now. They got a lot of rookies, a lot of guys the bottom were hitting, you know, under 200. But uh, give me third in that lineup in, in that park, and I'm, 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 I'm for sure all in. Bidding is weird. I think the you know, the thing we could have mentioned probably in the September stuff is like try and figure out your league in terms of bidding because every league is so different. I had a couple leagues yeah. where he went in the twenties and I had no chance to get him. I was in you know I was I was in the low the low double digits, but one league I got him for seven with a backup bid of one. So it's like there's there's no rhyme or reason right now in bids. It's a matter of if you know if someone has money and they're paying attention, it's kind of the the double way. I mean we're in July, everybody's almost always paying attention, but uh, yeah, you know, like you said, September
2: he, is like online. So their twelves are weird. September is weird
1: yeah and you and when you mentioned about the keep and modest bit like that actually matters at this point too i mean i know that yeah. uh i think i think the keep and modest bit is one of those glossary terms that uh, gets thrown around but uh it's true now i mean you could if you throw him in for three bucks you know what's the harm you, you might have gotten him i could have been i could have gotten him for two or three bucks in my league so um but besides dominguez i feel like he was the big name uh who else were you looking at so there were some other call-ups austin wells got called up with dominguez ronnie mauricio finally got called up from the Mets. he's got some some big big minor league numbers this year too uh what uh what were you doing in terms of uh, all these uh, these new ads out there
2: uh we got Dominguez in one main we got uh, Mauricio in the other uh, and both in single digit wins so uh, you got to take it there uh, you know I, it, it's just a, and right now it's it's okay every fab dollar is so precious I have to decide do I really need to use them will I will it there's no stashing in September it's either you're using or not unless you're in a keeper league, obviously it's a little bit different, but we're just talking, we're talking primarily NFPC in and in similar formats. and in some formats you're required to use them if you pick them up. So you, know, you got to yeah. keep that in mind too, but, um, every weekly roster spot is precious. So you need to kind of decide, okay, am I, am I, I I'm going to limit my waterfalls because, you know, I'd rather have that extra marginal dollar in case I need that start next week or in case a closer emerges. So I'm going to be a little, uh, little bit more circumspect in my bidding
1: and it's funny because that like going up from you know a dollar to three dollars is really important right now whereas in the middle of the season you're like ah 37 to 43 like who cares it doesn't matter at that point but like an extra two or three bucks when you've got 15 20 is going to be really matter. we still have three freezer periods after this you're going to want to pick up some guys you're going to want to drop some people mm-hmm. um yeah those extra dollars like you know who to go to two on rather than one is like that's something i look at a lot when i'm doing bids this time of year and it's uh it's tough because you just you never know what people are thinking. I went to seven on Dominguez. He went for one. Like, sure, I wish I'd lowered it, but you know, happy to get him. Uh, Mauricio, I tell you what, I mean, 23 home runs, 24 stolen bases, hitting 292, strikeout rate under 20%. I wanted to, I wanted to, see, we talked about him before. I wanted to see him up like two months ago, but. Man, he looks really good. He had a—I forget what the what the exit velocity was on his hit. But it was the highest exit video for a player's first hit in Major League Baseball history. Um, I forget what it was. It was 112 or 113 or something like that. But uh, Duke could hit. I, I think they're just going to play him. I like that ad by you.
2: Yeah, uh, the
1: other guy that I
2: saw available in some leagues and I added, and others I, I got outbid on, but. Parker Meadows can't lose. I got Parker Meadows in one league, so uh, getting a lot of playing time uh, for the Tigers. And now that Riley Green's out, we know he, that playing time is locked in. So got him in a league as well.
1: I, I added Meadows in multiple leagues last week, and I I, I I liked it. He's playing every day, like you said. Uh, you know, putting uh, putting some decent stats up there. I, I definitely kept him. Uh, did you look at Hunter Goodman in Colorado at all? He's playing a bunch right now. I was like, who's Hunter Goodman? I looked. Thirty-four home runs in the minors this year, and uh, 100 and what is that? 111 RBIs. Crazy stat line. Uh, does strike out a little bit, but I uh, was hitting 370 in a over 15 games. It was only hitting 240 in a, But uh, if you need power, and again, we're talking about category management, uh, he felt like a guy to me that if you just need to maybe run in some power, he could be a nice ad.
2: Yeah, I I got asked about him by uh, my El Paso radio host uh, Steve Kaplowitz, and I was in the car at the time, so I couldn't like furtively look him up. So like I knew he was called up, I knew he was playing. I was like, oh, James Anderson's got him as prospect number one twelve. That's a yeah. legit prospect, you know. It's like, oh, okay. I just thought it was another like the latest schmo getting called up by Colorado gets playing time, but no, he, he's actually kind of legit. So uh, didn't get the start today. I, I kind of wonder, uh, like, are they gonna? they going to be goofy with this playing time or are they going to actually play him on a, on a regular basis there? Uh, or maybe it wasn't today. It was maybe it was yesterday. It he says
1: he had, he had, he had two hits and three RBIs today. That's why I bumped him up. a like... buck.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was yesterday then that he said, sorry. I'm just, the I was, days are blurring together for me. I was right like, I now. hope I didn't. See, I also didn't September fatigue. Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: but old but friend, yeah, it... Chase
2: Anderson got the start in that game too, by the way, that's, that's, that's a perfect, like close it's close that circle there.
1: Uh, Jeff, not old friend at all. Um, Not a friend. (laughs) Too soon. Um, Sorry. Too soon. Too soon. Um, Yeah, I just think that Hunter Goodman might hit 180. Like that. That. That's in play. He could strike out a bunch, but I mean, it's hard to find a legit guy who can hit. I don't know, four or five home runs down the stretch here, and I think he's someone that, that definitely could, and you're talking two or three bucks off the waiver wire. Um, as the day went on, and I looked uh, closer to everybody. I moved up him up a little bit. I had needed some corners and some spots, and he's playing a mm-hmm. bunch. You didn't mention he sat one game, but I think you know Rockies have good reason to play him. Uh, two hits today and three RBIs, uh, two doubles, so that uh, you know maybe that helps him the leash get a little bit longer. Um, so I uh, I really liked uh, Goodman. He was probably my after the Dominguez and Mauricio, which is kind of the, the two obvious guys for me. I actually had Goodman third in my ads
2: yeah I like it I, I think it makes sense uh you' too bad it's at the end of a course field stretch and it is. Uh, uh, you know so you that that's the thing that makes it so hard to evaluate these guys like okay now what's he gonna do once he hits the road for the first time after having the course field effect is like is he gonna get affected by that more severely or less severely you know is is it less than his DNA right now who knows but they get at Arizona at San Francisco the following week they do have a seven game home stand at course yep. field so that's the thing that's really nice. Cubs and Giants too. So not not too bad. Although Wicks and Assad might be might be scary to go against these days. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I was uh I, I did look ahead for the Cubs. I was like, oh, they're on the road all week. Maybe I don't end up playing him this week. But yeah, the seven game homer the week after. Uh if you didn't add Goodman this week, he'll definitely be uh he'll definitely be uh, added in, in most leagues next week um anybody else you're looking at those were kind of the names i was looking at um davis schneider was on a lot of people's list i saw that just kind of a schedule play we talked about uh, earlier toronto gets uh, gets oakland and kc and he's playing a bunch of the, the jays have had some injuries uh, Bo Bichette's out only might be done this weekend and obviously danny jansen's out so the you know the jansen and kirk both playing lineups go away kirk probably catches a, a good amount there um Anybody else you looked at? Uh, any of these Dodgers? Uh, Jason Hayward, Michael Bush, David Peralta. The Dodgers are not really good play the start of the week, but the second half of the week, uh, both Peralta and Hayward uh, get it go against three Washington righties, which is a really nice setup.
2: Yeah, that's pretty sassy. Uh, that would make sense. Uh, and it, Hayward, Hayward's he, hitting. Hayward's
1: actually hitting too.
2: Yeah, yeah, he he sure is. Uh, you know, it, it's the, the Dodger effect actually worked with him.
1: Yeah, it has he made a really good sliding catch today on Acuna too? And it was, uh, it just seems like he's, uh, seems like he's locked in and kind of fired up more than he has been in a long time. Uh, did you add any Michael Brantley, Jeff? Speaking of old friends,
2: no, I did not. Um, I although it's funny after seeing uh, Jordan Alvarez look like he was going to get really hurt there on that one play in the outfield, I got scared a little bit. I was like, uh, maybe I should. Uh, I can't. I just, what does Michael Brantley do? He just, he just is.
1: Batting batting average and runs if they move him up the lineup, but uh I don't know. Not hit not hit 180 like a lot of outfielders do, I suppose.
2: Yeah, I guess. I guess that that's true. But can he even do that anymore? That's the that's the thing I'm not convinced long term on. I, it took him so long to come back, too. I don't know. I, I maybe I should maybe I it is average. I understand that's what he does.
1: He hadn't not hit usually hit that's our,
2: a long term play, right?
1: Hasn't hit our two eighty eight since two thousand sixteen. Yeah. But I just I think the problem with him is going to be I think they're going to sit him a bunch too. I just think that uh, I think you'll get batting yeah. average. You could find like nice schedules where they're playing some, maybe three righties out of four and they're going to use him there. Uh, I think that's uh, that's the play. But you're you just got to be a guy where you know you have everything else and you need average. And I think I think he's playable there in a fifteen teamer. Um, some guys coming off the IL were interesting to me. Uh, I mentioned JD Martinez earlier, uh, Jared Kelnick was 60, 59% rostered in the main event. He's on rehab assignment right now. Uh, Jonathan India on our red 64% rostered, maybe back in a week. It sounds like maybe rehab assignment at the end of this week. Uh, were you in right. on Martinez India or Kelnick at all this week?
2: Yeah. Kelnick was on a couple of our lists. Uh, Martinez, I think I held through, uh, on one of them, which not sure why I did that long, but Hey, um, but yeah, and I think it was actually a 12 where I held him to believe it or not. Um,
1: I mean, I only I dropped just, him He only went on the IL last thing. I just dropped him last week. Just, you, it was just an extra week you held him. I don't think that's that medical pedicle.
2: Well, it's only because it was on again, off again for so long with him. Too, yeah, before really they was. finally put him on the IL. Yeah.
1: But I mean, that's someone, you know, hit fourth for the Dodgers. You know, I think that uh, if he's back and healthy and playing, uh, I, I don't, I'm not convinced it's going to be uh, okay this quickly. And I think we might get going to see some off again, on again, again, but, um, you know, mm-hmm. a good, obviously a good enough hitter. that you can get him back, uh, I was, I was happy grabbing back. and We'll see. Um, you know, I may end up dropping him again, but I think that uh, I'll wait for the the first half of the week and see if I can play him over the weekend. A day to day guy
2: that's de- UT only is difficult, though. You know, Index. you just have no flexibility.
1: Yeah, he's got to be playing every day to to work at all there. So um, let's jump into pitchers. Uh, it was a tough week again for pitchers. But first, enough from our sponsors at Home Run Index. We know the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know what all the heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball. The home run forecast index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the most unfavorable for good ball flight, and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There's a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games have the highest scale, 10, for the whole game average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of the year. An index is created for each game, so you can see what will be in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as the wind directions. Right now, you can access the HRF premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every half hour of every Major League Baseball game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: So Jeff, we mentioned about 9,000 times a year pitching on fab has been tough and tough and tough. And I thought this week was maybe the toughest, believe it or not. I had, tr- I had struggled finding anybody. I ended up grabbing, uh, grabbing back a couple of Mets, David Peterson and Tyler McGill just for some strikeouts. But man, as I went through, I kept trying to look and I, I had a lot of trouble. Uh, Mike Soroka Mike had called up on Tuesday. He was available in some leagues. Hmm. Uh, i have been on him, but man, you never know what you to get there. And and he might not pitch too. you have to hope you have to, you have to make sure you have somebody that doesn't play Monday. Cause if he, you know, they don't call him up for Tuesday cause uh, cause Vines got sent down, uh, but they could go someone else. They could go uh, one of the other guys in the minors, but it seems like it's gonna be Soroka. He's on his turn, but like you have to have that open spot in order to use it. But man, it was tough.
2: It was, it was, by the way, just for a little epitaph, I, it, my, my partner, Tim Shuler did some of our bidding this week and, we actually got Michael Brantley in the league. I thought everybody would get a little bit of amusement out of that, but um, <laughs> that uh, awesome. yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, you're right. Pitching was mega barren. Um, I, I can't like oh like, oh yeah. I'll go here, nah. I, I we did get I did get Kyle Harrison and yogurt. Um, and looked like uh, looked awesome.
1: Looked awesome his first start last week, and not so awesome second one. I think that you know going deep it's into the almost game like
2: will be Yeah, almost yeah. like you got to pick your opponent on him.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you get strikeouts. I don't think you get depth in games, but in a 15 teamer, um, I, I think he certainly should be rostered. I would I bid on him wherever he's available. That's for darn sure.
2: Yeah. So, uh, yay. Proud owner of Kyle Harrison in one league. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's ugly. Shoot, sh- we need, you know, the, the one online, the one uh, main event that we, we might have a little bit of a fighting chance. Let's go ahead and get a pitcher there because that's what we need. We have tons of hitting. Points. Oh, oh. Looking at that, yeah, I'm looking at all the free agent pickups this week and I'm failing to see, you know, Emmett Sheehan was available in one league and we don't even know if he's going to start. Michael King, that was a sneaky good pickup. I saw uh, someone, I I think it was Anthony that was talking about him in the comments earlier. Um, Yeah, Michael King could be, he could be good. Uh, Another good start today. Can they stretch him out? That's the question. But that was perhaps a cagey pickup and I kind of wish I would have been on that.
1: Yeah, I uh, I looked at him last week. And I'm like, I don't think he'll go deep enough. And clearly, he did. He he looked really good today. Um, the crazy thing with pitching is not only did where there's nothing to find, but I felt like every pitcher got smoked this weekend too. It was like today was uh, today was Gallon. Today was uh, Gossman. there was, uh, was someone else I'm not thinking of at the moment. But oh, George Kirby did not pitch well. Today. And then Friday night it was like, no. I think it was Nola, Castillo, Jordan Montgomery. Like everybody, everybody was getting smoked this weekend. I feel like. Not only was it hard to find anybody, but even the guys that I start and feel good about got smoked. It was just a tough, tough pitching weekend.
2: Yeah, hey, Lance Lynn was really good with the Dodgers until he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, until Urias he got crushed
1: by the Braves. Yeah.
2: This, this just in the the Braves are good, but uh, and don't start your pitchers against them. But Zach Gallon had a two step this week that was just oh. awful, just awful.
1: I mean, it was uh, it was Dodgers Orioles, which is not easy. But he was he was yeah. really bad. Um, yeah, yeah, someone in the chat mentioned Zach Thompson. I added Zach Thompson last week too. He pitched really well today. Um, kind of a sneaky two step, too. He's only supposed to pitch once, they end up pitching twice. So that was, uh, yeah, I had him I had him on the bench in one league, which is frustrating, but uh, I think he's someone who's pitched pretty well. I think he's definitely um, should be rostered in, in all the 15 teamers. Uh, if you have if Jesse Schultons is available, I think he's an interesting one. He was mostly owned in the 15 teamers, but available in a lot of 12s. But he gets Kansas City and Detroit in his two step this week, and you can't, uh, you can't line that up too much better than that.
2: I had bids on him. Yeah. Um, I'm not proud of that, but I did have bids on it.
1: On I, uh, I would have been proud of it. If he was available in any of my mains, I would have been proud to have that bid out there. Cause that would have been, that would have been the top of my list.
2: Yeah. Uh, he, he was my top of my list, but I, I don't know. I'm still skeptical.
1: Um, Andre Jackson, the, the former Dodgers prospect in Pittsburgh pitched well again this week. He's an interesting name, although they, uh, uh, he was only 15% rostered in the main event, but the one league where I did need pitching, he was taken. Um, I think he's an interesting arm. He's been pitching pretty well the last few starts for, uh, for Pittsburgh, but um, he gets Milwaukee this week. Then next week he gets a Washington, New York two-step, which, uh, you know, who knows if the Yankees will look at that moment, but that, uh, I think that's going to be throwable for sure.
2: Yeah, probably so.
1: Yeah. I mentioned the Mets guy, uh, Cal Con- Mets guys, Cal Quantrill was out there a little bit, but I mean, he scares me too. It was uh it was hard to find even like a, a good matchup. I think Zach Davies is my legend this week. He uh, He's home for one against Colorado. I'm like, all right, well, I can I can try and throw that. But, uh, you know, you know when Zach Davies is someone you could talk yourself into that maybe you're doing the thing that you shouldn't do that I mentioned earlier.
2: Right, right. I did see Javier Assad in one of my leagues. Uh, it wasn't uh, uh, in FBC. It was uh, the FSGA League that I'm in that Vlad's crushing me. Uh, it's We're 1-2 in that one. It's really one and gap 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 two uh but still um uh it, it, it's a weird league uh yeah, it's not as actively bid so just, just kind of a slice of what other leagues might be like that are outside the nfbc universe
1: someone in the chat mentioned uh, darius vines we would have talked about him a lot today except he got sent down by the brave so he uh his two-step uh went away i guess he could get called back up if someone gets hurt and they go il with someone but as of right now um, They're planning on him not pitching on Tuesday, so that's. Uh, I, I Jerry's Spine's probably would have been the top of my list. He looked really good in cores too, uh, for the Braves earlier this week. But he is uh, he's not going there. Um, yeah. Greg Smith, in the chat mentioned nothing worse than Severino having to re-add Severino he smokes you all year. The pitches well a couple times, you know what's coming next, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Boot and rally, and then boot again. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it's yeah, it's the old whipsaw.
1: What about uh, what about relievers? Uh, I feel like uh, last week there was a good a good reliever chat. We talked about Tanner Scott a lot the last couple of weeks, and he's been yeah. great. Uh, he's still seventy percent rostered in the twelve. Like, if he was still in your available in your twelve, like that's somebody you should grab right now. He's clearly the guy at the moment. He pitched. He's been pitching well. Um, AJ Puck's pitching well too. Makes them they give him that second lefty, so they can use Scott as a closer. Um, it really lines up well. So if Tanner Scott was available, he was obviously the biggest uh, biggest ad. But he was seventy percent rostered in twelves, and he was fully owned in the main event. Uh, anybody else you're looking at? It feels like the, the Rangers are struggling a little bit with Chapman and Will Smith. The Jose LeClerc's been pitching well. Uh, Ryan Helsley is back in St. Louis. Uh know, look, has got the save today, which drove me crazy because I have Jojo Romero, and I was like, oh, maybe I got to drop <laughs> now that, that Helsley's back and Gallegos of all people gets the save.
2: Yeah, Jojo, Mojo Jojo did not have it. Uh, no. He's not a go-go. Uh, Clark was someone that I was in on until today, and then he got walk again. And I just don't want to deal with that.
1: Yeah. I, I hate walk out. with closers. The guy that I looked at as kind of a, I don't want to pick up, pick up a six or seven starter was, was Robert Stevenson uh, in Tampa Bay pitching really well. Uh had props to uh, Greg Jewett with the uh, reliever uh, recon mm-hmm. uh the Patreon there is a really good. Uh, if anybody doesn't uh, subscribe to him, great reliever coverage every day too. They break down like every game. Point out the Robert Stevenson lasted seven and a third innings, fourteen strikeouts, one walk, and Jason Adam went on the IL uh, yesterday or the day before. So it kind of you know, move up a spot in that leverage situation. I know that Fairbanks can get most of those saves, but. You know, the, the Rays are a good team, playing well, winning a lot of games. Uh, you get Stevenson striking guys out, not walking people. If you get some ratio help, maybe steal a couple we- wins and saves. Like it, it sounds a lot better than throwing out some of these starters we discussed.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, and there's been guys like that. And sometimes they turn into Yenny or Cano, and then until Yenny or Cano turns into what he's turning into. Um, yeah, you know, you sometimes you get you they they luck into a role after you get them after you, you're buying the skills. And even if you, they don't, you still get the skills more often than not.
1: Yeah, so that was like my uh my favorite, you know, middle reliever. Like I'm gonna buy myself a ninth pitching spot here. But um, you know, he's a thirty seven percent strikeout right on the year. So it's not just like these seven last seven innings. He's got right forty three is right, right, a right. year, thirty seven percent strikeout, whips under one. Like I just think that God give me that over throwing Emmett Sheehan out there, for example.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad. It's a good play. Um, you never know. Sheen looked good. I was I was watching it on the plane yesterday, and he was throwing more changeups than he had ever thrown in anyone's uh, outing against the Braves yesterday. And I was like, okay, see, you know, he he's learning a little bit there. Uh, now the teams will adjust to that eventually because other teams have scouts. I get that, but you know, it, he he's growing a little bit there, and you know, I, I like Sheen stuff, so I I, don't, I I can defend him as a pickup too.
1: Yeah, I just – he's thrown five innings once in the last four starts. I just – yeah. He's on the Dodgers because part, part of the appeal for Sheen is on the Dodgers so he can get through five. You know, you're looking at wins right there. I just – he walked three guys still. I guess it was the Braves. He, he, you're right on the stuff. He had six strikeouts and four innings. Like, that's a really nice number. Um, I just really worry about – like, five innings is his dead max right now, it seems.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, let's see, let's talk about a few players before we uh, jump out of here. So I want to talk about, uh, something we talked about a lot this season, Ellie de la Cruz in Cincinnati, our, uh, our friend here. Um, obviously a lot of, uh, a lot of good highlights, uh, some, some low lights too. He had four strikeouts today. Now down to uh, two forty one. There was talk when after like the first three weeks, when we were was the base every day. He's going to be a top five pick overall. I think we're, we're <laughs> far away from that 35% strikeout rate, but still 11 home runs, 24 stolen bases and he's 21 years old. Um, you know, I think we've seen uh, we've seen enough here. You know, the next four weeks are going to impact some about uh, what his what he's looking like next year. But um, you're a Reds fan; you watch him the most of anybody. What do you think we're looking at in terms of uh, next year? In terms of A's development and B, where you think he goes in drafts?
2: How many times have we seen like a super talented player strike out a ton in his first taste of major league pitching, yeah, and then come back time. and crush the next year? Yep, I I, I really think that. There's a lot of potential for that. Yes, he looks overmatched a lot at times. Teams have figured out a pitching, you know, but super talented guys figure it out. And I think he's in that category. So he, he, he will be a risk in terms of that. But it's not like he's like just a hacker up there. He will walk. Um, he's not Javier Baez, for instance, uh, where you can have a, you know, you just have that miserable OBP or that just kills a team. He doesn't do that. He does walk. And when he gets on base, he runs. So, yes, the, the Ks are there, and it, batting average will be a big problem, uh, especially as teams have learned out, okay, don't throw fastball to him here. He will crush that. Do other things. And other things tend to work for a while, but he'll figure it out, I think. it, it just I, I, I'm in on him. Uh, putting out a price on it, I mean, I'm thinking around 50 right now, maybe 60. What do you think? Yeah,
1: I, I think he goes in the top. Uh, I think he goes like 25 to 35.
2: Well, if that's the case, I, I you know that you I got, have you, to reconsider. You think
1: got you think I'm crazy with that. I just think someone's gonna really. No, to I don't think,
2: think you're crazy that. with that. I'm just thinking it through. I mean, the thing is, I like I didn't see where he went in uh, uh, D Pietro's mock yet. I I, I haven't right. really kind of digested that, but uh, I know the Tal Wars question this week was based off of that. Um, and I w- I do want to see it, and I think it's useful information. But I, I you know I, I want to. I think there's often critical mass later on. Anyhow, look at where Corbin Carroll started to where Corbin Carroll finished. And uh, I, that, I was going to go.
1: I was going to Corbin Carroll for my example. I mean, he got called up last year and and did nothing. I mean, he did nothing at all. He I mean, was only 115 play appearances, but didn't steal any bases. Hit 260, Hit a few home runs, but by the time we did main event drafts, he was going to middle late third round. And I think that people have seen so much more of Ellie. He ran already this year. I just I think he'll go. I think you go late second, early third. I don't think I'm no if I, I don't know if I'm going to do it. I'm a long ways from knowing if I'll do it. I just think there's someone going to be there. That's going to, it's going to want to be the guy that takes them.
2: The thing that scares me a little bit is uh, his comp to another Cruz, O'Neill Cruz. Uh, yeah. Now, unf- unf- in, fair- in fairness, O'Neill Cruz hasn't made it back yet from his injury, which is just astounding uh, that it it's been that long. And what a wasted year. Uh, it's a shame to see that. Cause I don't know, maybe O'Neal Cruz would have just hit another level there too. We don't know where he's at, but he, Hasn't happened yet with him.
1: Um, and that's the
2: one thing you kind of like. – there is that risk too.
1: Talking about a guy It's going to be impossible to figure out draft price. Next year. I mean, he's 24 yeah, with exactly. all the tools in the world, but a ton of strikeouts. And I mean, he just missed a whole season. Like, that, that has to matter at 24, right?
2: You need reps. You yeah. just need reps, period, to develop. Yeah. And um, I think that, guys that, like – just lost like, time.
1: Guys like that need reps more than other type of players too. I think he, like, really needs yeah. reps.
2: Yeah. 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 Volpe
1: or Ellie next year? Wow. That's like really good one um i really like volpe but i think i go ellie i think the ceiling on ellie is just cons- considerably higher i think it is too
2: i mean it's stolen he could steal 50 you know he, he
3: could
1: steal 70
2: yeah, yeah. we're looking at th- with, the uh, new,
1: with the new rules and everything i just think that like i think i think yeah i think 50 is probably a good number but i think the upside is just is just massive i think that uh, we could
2: make billions yeah, yeah absolutely. i like it.
1: Speaking of uh, stud prospects who um, have been up and down this year, Francisco Alvarez in New York. There was a time where, oh. yeah, like, a, like six weeks ago, we're like, "Oh my gosh, this guy's unbelievable! He's gonna be the number one catcher next year." All this time he had twenty-one home runs. He's at one forty-three with one home run since August first. Um, you know how, why I know that? Oh no, do you have him somewhere? I assume. Oh yeah, the league that you're in. Yeah, oh, friends, and, friends family. and family. Wow, that's that's yeah, hanging well, on. I, that's a I, one. I should say league too. Had
2: him. I, I needed a cut when I was picking up Dominguez and settled on Alvarez um I this is before Riley got hurt the next day and so I have another cut to make now uh, but yeah, it, I just I, I just I looked at it there I was like wow he's been so bad I didn't realize how bad he had been over the last 30 days and I was like oh oh I knew he had been bad I knew he had kind of fallen off but yeah I feel no regrets in cutting him now
1: yeah, seven home runs in May, four in June, eight in July. Uh, it's crazy. He hit over 275 in two months, under 200 the other months. I mean, he's been just the absolute definition of streaky. And I think that he's, – but he's another guy. He's super young. He's 21. He still has 21 home runs, and he's figuring out how to catch at the same time too. Like, that's a tough convo. Uh He's another guy that's going to be almost impossible for everyone to do in drafts. I think there's probably going to be someone that is going to take him before me.
3: I might be
2: on him. I don't know. Um, because I mean, he's 21. He did a lot of good things, and yeah. he dealt with a team that was disintegrating on him too. Keep that in mind. Um, in New York, no less, where everybody is so so much negative energy. I I I might still be on him. Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, he's horrible right now. He, he's a cut this year, sure, but yeah. next year uh, I might be back in on
1: him. It's gonna be an interesting ADP. I don't really know. Was that you think he's like a? I don't know, 150,
2: somewhere in there? Yeah, something like that. I mean, look, Cal Rally was around 150 this year, and that was clearly worth it.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and he, he doesn't have the same sort of pedigree. He does have the same sort of power and the batting average risk. That's why I made the comp. Uh, but, I mean, Alvarez, that could be his outcome very easily. Yeah, yeah I, I, 150 sound, sounds about right. I take that. And
1: he's that. a 21-year-old stud prospect, too. I think that uh, there's, a, there's a ceiling there that, you know, hitting 21 home runs in the majors – at twenty one is impressive, despite the batting average. Doesn't strike out that that much. He is twenty five percent right now. I, I I thought it was going to be like thirty something percent when I looked. It's twenty five percent. It's going to be an interesting one to uh, to look at. Uh, Jeff, do you know that Tim sure. Anderson still has one home run?
2: I do. I did are know still, that. Are you still are uh, you still playing him? I think I have two on one I leave. Think, It's so sad. I think
1: I, I, it's so sad. But I, think I I don't know why I keep playing the guy. I'm like I I think I'm so worried about missing like the three home run weekend that I just. It's just insane. I, I finally. Started. Oh, that's not coming. Yeah, I know. I finally, was, I had more. I had Matt McLean in both leagues. So I finally had been able to get him out. But like, I think I played him for almost all his at-bats. And it's just insanely stupid. Yeah. He's horrible. One home run. It's impossible.
2: Yeah, it is. It really is.
1: And he has, uh, he had, uh, he had five stolen bases in, uh, in April and i think he has 5 cents or something like that or 7 cents or something like that. It's been
2: It's just one of those just lost years. I don't think it's a lost career, but I mean, what do you think about the White Sox hiring from within and hiring Chris Getz to be their uh he gets, he gets to be their GM? Whatever Jerry wants, Chris Gets.
1: Oh, there you go. I still can't believe they actually hired Larusa in a, in a role too. I thought that was a joke on Twitter and it was actually real. I know, right? Uh, it's, it's it's wild it's uh, kind of yeah. like
2: jimmy graham signing with the saints i thought it was like one of those one day retirement contracts
1: <laughs> it's funny you say that because someone sent me that and they're like i we actually thought it was a one day retirement thing and, and then i saw a clip of him yesterday like making a catch i was like oh he's actually still there made the team yeah that is that is crazy too uh someone who's like not been bad but not really been good for the price vlad guerrero jr is hitting uh 266 21 home runs 82 rbis he was a first round pick though and you know you look at some of these other first bases, looking like Matt Olson, Pete Alonzo are just absolutely crushing him in power right now, like doubling him up in, in home runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we do with Vlad next year? Because obviously last year and the year before were really, really good. Although 2022 was worse than 2021, 2023 is worse than 2022. Um he's only 24, so I don't think we can follow go into this like downward trend world right now. But um, where does he go next year? Because it's a it's kind of an interesting one because it's just he's not paid off the price this year.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, he, he, you know it's he's got a lot of hard hit grounders. Um, that's why the hard hit rate's high. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a rich man's Hosmer almost, but oh, not gosh. really. Oh, but you know what I'm saying though. I, I mean, do, I do. there are lots of hard hit balls and ground balls go harder. So it, it's kind of one of those things that is, uh, it, it might be deceptive. You're like, oh yeah, he's smoking the ball still. Well, yeah, because he's hitting it down, and that, that those are always a little bit harder than lofted balls. Um
1: in 2021 27% of his fly balls went for home runs. That is a really really high number His career his career rate's 18.8 and that's even you know raised by that year. He's never been over 20. How many of those
2: year. were in major league ballparks though?
1: Oh that's right, He played in where was that? Buffalo
2: is that where that was? Buffalo and Dunedin. Both oh,
1: Dunedin, that's why right. they played in Dunedin. I mean he was 48-111 that year, 32-97 last year and now 20 and 80 or 21 and 82. Um He's a tough guy to figure out because you, you know you're not getting speed. He's got five stolen bases. So you got to get the 35 home runs for him to work.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not taking him over. Uh, I'm, I'm not taking him earlier than like the fourth or fifth round, I would think, which means I'm probably not getting him.
1: He'll never get there, right?
2: No, I don't think so because there's he's always going to have a patron. But at the same time, dude, I mean, like.
1: How do you how yeah. do you take him over Olsen or Alonso?
2: Well, you don't. But those guys are and even with Alonso's no good, bad, awful year, he's still not that bad. Uh, let's see. It is, mean, Paul, well,
1: it is 40th home run today, so yeah.
2: yeah Paul Goldschmidt versus uh, Paul Goldschmidt's another fall from grace guy this year, but at least he has 10 bags. Um, I mean, Vladdy, Vladi has earned less than Isak Paredes according to our earned auction value dollar tool. Oh, he's earned gosh. just barely more than Nathaniel Lowe. Um, and it's Nathaniel funny, Lowe's at 50. Go ahead.
1: It's funny you mentioned Goldie because we're like, Oh, Goldie's having a great year. He has more home runs and a better batting average than Vlad does. So, like it's just, and you mentioned the 10 yeah. steals, uh, you know, the, the RBIs are a little lower, but yeah, you're right. I mean, we, Goldie's in down year. He's still the same as Vlad right now. It's an interesting you know, first base to be interesting.
2: First base is actually kind of a sneaky, weird, bad year.
1: It is. You got Olsen Alonso, and then I don't know what else we're gonna do in there. It's a it's a it's a you're right. It's a it's a weird position. It's, I mean, next year's gonna be Goldie's gonna be hard to figure out. Vlad's gonna be hard to figure out. It's gonna be, uh, be interesting on both those guys. You're probably gonna get uh, I would think middle of the third round for Vlad, if I had to guess.
2: Spencer Torkelson is got more homers than Vlad this year. He's had a really um, he's had a good good, good
1: power, good, really good power second half.
2: Yeah, he has. I mean, he's still hitting 230, but or going into today. And I think he homered again today. Um, uh, so, yeah, Torque's had a really nice second half. Uh, Christian Walker or Vlad next year? Who do you got?
1: Oh, man. Uh, Vlad, but it probably that it might be a bad call, but Vlad.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Christian Walker has been way more valuable this year. How
1: about, how about Cody, Cody Bellinger is up there, too? 19 stolen bases, 22 home runs, hitting 319, first base eligible.
2: Is he is he going to be first age eligible next year though?
1: That's a really good question.
2: I got to check on that. Cody Bellinger's yeah, that that's a nice one for people.
1: I don't think he will. He's played mostly outfield there, right?
2: Um, I'm looking that up right now. No, he easily oh, 39, 39. Games.
1: yeah, easily 39 right. today, yeah. 39 at first, easily. 75 in the outfield. He's going to be eligible there. It's going to be. He is, he's the most interesting. I, I know that Otani's the most interesting offseason contract is now with the, with the arm. We have no idea what's going to happen, but what Bellinger get or doesn't get in free agency is going to be a wild situation. I mean, he's got to get, he's going to get a hundred million.
2: Yeah. $25 million mutual option. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny last year, the Dodgers didn't want to pick up the one year and, he, and Bellinger had to settle for a one year. And now they're going to be like, Oh, you know, I, uh, I wish I could sign. I wish that was a guaranteed 25 mil. The Cubs would, like, snap that up like nobody's business for a one-year deal there.
1: And I know that – so how, how does mutual option work? They both have to say yes then, right? Correct. There's no way he's taking that.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. The Cubs, it's a snap call. So for they'll sure, take but... they'll pick it up first, and then Bellinger's going to say, ah, uh, no thanks.
1: Yeah, he's going to get, get a
2: your... multi – go get that multi-year deal.
1: Off that year – and I think that, you know, change of scenery tends to be kind of cliche at times, but, man, I think he's just the perfect guy that really needed just a change of scenery. I think the, Dodgers, the Dodgers didn't – I don't really blame them for 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 getting rid of him, but I think he just needed a different spot to be in, and it's, it's worked really well. Obviously, Dodgers are still really good, but, you know, I think that uh, you talk about change of scenery, that's the definition of it right there.
2: Are the Cubs going to go in on him? That's what I want to know.
1: I think they're going to you- I, they, they seem to love him, and he seems to love it there. I think, I think he's going to go in on him for sure.
2: Yeah, and so that that's going to be uh interesting call to see like how aggressive they are, and you know maybe you know can can another team outspend them or not there. So uh, we'll see. Uh, but and and who's going to? And, you know, do you draft him? Mean, do you sign him as an outfielder? Or do you sign him as a first baseman? I'm kind of curious about that too. He remember he missed some time this year.
1: I saw a uh, I saw an MLB.com like ranking the free agents or something last week, and he was uh, he was second behind Otani. That's wild. What crazy world we're in.
2: It's also a bad year for free agents. That's another sneaky part of it there too. Yeah,
1: Blake. Talk about Blake Snell. Blake Snell is the top pitcher in free agency. Uh, Not not bad timing for him to have a really really good year.
2: Mostly good year. He still walks the ballpark. I I think you take him out of Petco. I I, I don't want. I think that. I think that's a dangerous dangerous free agent right there.
1: He's going to win the Cy Young, right? (sighs)
2: Strider for me, but
1: oh, you think? Yeah. Although I don't know. Snell's ERA is like a full run better, right?
2: Yeah, but yeah, whip, it matters. I don't know. It's
1: more um, more than more than a full run better. I think Snell's ahead right now. Yeah, you're probably right. It's such a Strider's, bad team. Strider's a better pitcher. There's, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong on that. I, Strider's going to be the number one uh, number one pitcher taken in drafts next year, but uh, oh, without a I, doubt. I think the full run ERA uh, will get, oh, Strider's 16-4, but I think the full run ERA will get Snell get there at the moment.
2: Yeah. It it's going to be an interesting uh it's definitely an interesting year because you don't have like every every leader has got is a yeah but, you know. yeah, uh, there there's something there for everyone. Cole,
1: Cole's the same way, right? He's going to win the AL Cy Young, yeah, but he's on a last place team and really quiet, but he's going to he's he's going to win the Cy Young as of right now.
2: Yeah. Who else is there though?
1: It's a really good question. Who else is there in the AL? Who's second in the in the AL Cy Young right now?
2: Uh it's I, I'm, I'm the fact that I don't have a snap answer, Luis Castillo, probably.
1: I was going to surprise say someone on Seattle, but yeah, you're probably right. Logan Gilbert. No, probably Castillo over Gilbert.
2: Yeah, I think. Yeah.
1: Oh, Kevin. Gossman Slightly... uh, might, yeah. might be sick. He has 200 strikeouts.
2: Yeah, he does. He's, he's thrown fewer innings. Um, yeah. that That's an option too. Yeah,
1: three, three years in a row, 200 strikeouts for, uh, for Gossman. I think it's, uh, I think Castillo Gossman are like 2A and 2B right now, but that Cole's pretty easily.
2: Cole Reagan. <laughs> Cole Reagan has been uh, the Cy Young
1: in the second half. He's been the fantasy Cy Young, that's for sure. Uh, last guy I want to talk about before I let you up out of here. Uh, I know we, we talked about it a lot early on in the year and, and in the offseason because we didn't really know what we we're getting, but uh, Kodai, Kodai Senga in New York has been really, really good. Um, he has the, I think he's the third best um era in the national league is 3.08 right now he walks too many guys uh, there's no doubt about that but he's gotten better at that uh, in the second half um this guy's been really good really fun to watch too and his strikeouts are great um he's been really fun and i think uh he's dropped his strike i was walking i was looking here from 12 and a half percent to 8.7 percent in the second half while keeping the strikeouts exactly the same about 29 percent um he's been really really good and he's fun to watch too
2: Last 60 days, 248 ERA, 107 whip. Yeah, sign yeah. me up.
1: Uh, that'll, that'll work. He's been, it's been uh, in New York. Third round next year? I think that's where he goes. I'm not sure I'm going to pull the trigger, but uh, it, I think that's where he goes. I think I will. I, I yeah, think I, 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 think at, I will. It's, if you believe the second half walk gains, I think it works.
2: Yeah, well, I think the, the fact that he's making it through a full Major League season without uh, <laughs> knock on the desk here. Uh, without getting hurt and without you know you know because there's always the pitchers coming over from another league are they durable sort of thing pretty durable so far
1: yeah he's been he's been there's not been a lot of good in, in Metsland this year but he has been one of them um speaking of uh metzland uh max Scherzer who used to be in metzland uh tightness in his forearm but throwing his sides through a side session today i know they said it's all good and like that but man that freaks me out i need to see him on the mound before i feel better about that i hate tightness and forearm; just sends off all kinds of alarm bells Oh, totally. Uh, other than that, there's not too much injury news. Uh, Starling Marte, good week of physical therapy, hopes of return before the season is over. I saw that. I'm like, uh, whatever. Uh, we talked about uh, Jonathan Indy. We talked about Matt McClain. Jorge Soler, who's had a lot of home runs this year, uh, was uh, was supposed to be okay Thursday. Then he was going to play Friday. Then he was available off the bench on Friday. Going to play Saturday. Didn't play it all this weekend. So missed five games, of that hip tightness. Um, the more that goes along, the more it freaks you out a little bit. He has 35 home runs. You want to give him the lineup, but uh, – uh, he better be in there tomorrow. Otherwise, uh, I don't know what you do for this for uh, this period. Do they play tomorrow? They must play tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I mean, he, Soler and Luis Robert both are just like.
1: Uh, I, I, oh, my, Miami know, does Miami does not play tomorrow. I apologize. They're one of the teams that are off on Labor Day, so that's a tough one. There's not a lot not of, a lot, teams. of team, not a lot of teams that are off, and they're one of them. Uh, yeah, that's tough. You gotta you gotta hope you have somebody else there because I I don't trust Soler at the moment. They get he gets Kershaw, Lynn, and Urias this week too, so not easy pitching.
2: No, no. And, and Luis Robert, I, I've got him in a league that locks for the full week on Monday. And I just know I'm just going to get screwed on this one here. Uh, so he and he was, both. I mean. uh,
1: he was right quad cramping. They play yep. at Kansas City tomorrow. Is that an early game or not an early game?
2: The very is. first, yeah.
1: Oh, at least, at least you it's, know, so that helps.
2: It's Jesse Schultons versus Cole Reagans. It's a matchup for the ages wow. here.
1: So that's a, that's a one nothing final with like 32 combined strikeouts. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's tough. You're right, it blocks for the whole week. If he doesn't play on Monday, I guess is your point, right? If he doesn't play, do you put him in? Yeah, yeah, so I think, uh, and I, I think you just do. He's too good not to, probably, Probably. unless you get news of like a setback or it was worse or something like that. But
2: didn't travel uh, with the team or something, yeah.
1: We talked about the Dodgers earlier. The last thing I want to talk about, Walker Bueller, two perfect innings this first rehab outing. Uh, it's certainly certainly like the Dodgers are lining him up to be like the guy that comes in for two innings in the sixth inning in the playoffs and just smokes people. It'd be a, a pretty awesome role for him. If they, if they go with that, I I hope they don't try and stretch him out. I don't think there's enough time to do that. Uh, I'd love to see him come in and throw like two innings every like third day or something like that. It'd be a lot of fun.
2: Could even be like closer, you know, yeah. I can see that too. Um, just melt people down in the ninth inning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Their, their bullpen is, uh, it's rough and it always scares you a little bit, but if you threw Bueller in there and then you throw whoever is not starting in there, they are gonna get uh they gonna get some some help from there. Uh, Bobby Miller looked good today for the Dodgers. I think he's uh I think he's starting for them in the playoffs for sure.
2: They needed that. He needed that outing. You know, they need yeah. to get length out of him, but in the playoffs they don't need that length as bad. So that, that's true. So it could be you go, awesome.
1: You got Kershaw Urias one too. I think I'm going Bobby Miller above Lance Lynn right now as my third starter.
2: Yeah probably um, I mean there's some recency bias baked into there but yeah. uh, you know I'm, you don't I'm, need the innings like
1: yeah I'm biased too because I went in the game I sat really up close he was pitching and it was like I don't know how anybody ever gets a hit off this guy when you see him out up close because <laughs> just everything's like 100 and then he throws a slider at 91 you're like I just don't understand how anyone ever gets a hit but uh, yeah Paul Sport make your chase yeah you put she and you put you put Ryan Pepio in the bullpen like all of a sudden you know their their weakness becomes a strength pretty quickly as, as you get into like a playoff roster setup.
2: Yeah, and their their bullpen's already actually been a lot better in the second half of the season too than right. it was in the first half.
1: Gradual's ERA is one four. He's like the second like second or third best bullpen ERA reliever ERA in, in the National League. I mean, I just I knew I knew he'd been fine, but I didn't know he'd been quite that good. So, you didn't well, know anybody uh, anybody else on your mind, yeah. Jeff? Anything else you want to talk about before we uh, jump out of here? No, just
2: uh, set those lineups early, people. We got Labor Day day games.
1: Absolutely. Very good call there. That's going to be uh, very important to do there. Hope everybody enjoyed listening. Hopefully I helped you out with some uh, some thoughts for how to manage this final month of the season. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Genstead. Uh, We appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate all the chat in the uh, in the chat room here. It's been a lot of fun. Um, always fun to see all these people in here and talking about baseball. So hopefully it was a really good week. Good fancy week. Uh, go make that move to the leaderboard before it is too late. We'll be back at you next Sunday night. Take care.